What's up guys? Hope you're doing well. Uh, today I wanted to talk about if you're a friend or a loved one of someone who's passed from a mental health battle like suicide how you know thoughts on you know not internalizing or feeling response you know responsible that you didn't do more so first let me say that it's very hard not uh, you know to not um feel responsible or blame yourself in some way i think that that's very natural right um as a best friend or as a friend or a loved one you know we take up a certain amount of responsibility to monitor the well-being of our friends you know and the you know to check in um you know on a semi you know consistent basis to um you know be there uh in you know the tough times for them and you know to give them a hug or to hear them vent and then to also be there in in the good times uh to celebrate their success um So, uh, you know, I know this might come off as controversial, but I, I think it's important that you understand that that's natural. That all of us, as friends, as loved ones, feel that way, you know, about our friends or our loved ones. That's that's natural. Uh, going into, you know, m my situations, for example... You know, one of my friends um, who passed, you know, I was texting him three months before he passed. Um, and then that weekend that he passed, you know, I was in Boston. Um, I was uh, doing a, a reunion with my, you know, college senior roommates. And um, we invited, you know, I think three or four people uh, who weren't you know, within our roommate circle, um, to come hang out with us for, you know, a certain amount of time, um, you know, people that were, you know, juniors or sophomores or freshmen when we were seniors, uh, who were still in the area, and, um, you know, I, I can't help but think, why didn't I invite you know, my friend, um, why didn't I think of that, you know, he was, um, you know, an incredible influence on my life, uh, in college, and, um, it's hard not to think about how things could have been different, you know. Um, it's interesting to think is, you know, the day he passed, I actually posted an Instagram picture of, you know, all of us as roommates, you know, at the hotel, and he liked it. Um, and this is probably, 
eight hours before he passed. Um, and then with uh, another friend of mine, you know, I had been texting him two months before he passed. Um, our last, you know, conversations were, you know, we were checking in with each other, how we were doing, um, giving some book recommendations, and, um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's just, it, it's, it's hard, it's hard not to, as a friend or a loved one, get it yourself into those headspaces, and I think, um, acknowledging that and, and just giving yourself the ability to feel those feelings, um, is appropriate for you to do. I would say the second thing, you know, after that is remind yourself you only control what you can control, right? So you only control your actions and your communication skills. So, you know, from your standpoint, you know, as a friend or a loved one, there's only so much that you can do. You know, there's only, you know, you can just give them, you know, I would recommend you maybe go and see a therapist once a month or, you know, also state, you know, um, I'm here for you no matter what. And, um, you know, sometimes... I may not be able to empathize with your pain, but I'm, or understand it um, to the degree that you do, but um, I'll always be here. Uh, I'm just a text or call away. If you did those things, I mean, there's not much else that you can do. And I think that goes to my third point is, you know, we as, as people that have lost loved ones or family members, have to take a step back and remember the actions they took on that day that they passed that's not them that's you know the voices in their head that's that's something else um telling them that life isn't worth it or that um it's too painful to continue or, or things of that nature you know the actions that happened that day are not them and, and you have to separate that and you have to remember that they don't want you to be suffering If they could have it, they would want you to, you know, just remember the love, the positivity, the smiles, the laughs, the good times, you know. They they don't want you One of the things that I've I've realized in this journey is um a lot of the people that end up taking their life are some of the most selfless people in the world. You know, um, they are there for others before they take care of themselves. And often that ends up being, you know, the um, 
ultimately the problem, but you know, you have to remember the uh, the thoughts going on in their head at that time don't represent them and just I think that they would want you to remember the positive um, yeah so um wrote down some notes here because <laughs> I knew I would um, maybe not stay on task um, but um, you know as I said before uh, you know for family members and for loved ones I think it's important to acknowledge your feelings um, it's healthy as a friend or a loved one to feel some sense of responsibility. Um, but after that point is over, you know, there's a healthy amount that you can do of that. And after that point, you need to understand what you control, what you did um, in your power, and then also remember what they would want. They don't want you to suffer. They don't want you to be sad. Um, you know, it, it, their actions aren't a reflection of you. Um, their head thoughts or, or whatnot are just, you know, something else. Um, some other voices that, um, told them, you know, and, and, um, so, um, you know, I think instead just, um, continue to remember the good times, remember the impact they had on your life and share their spirit with the world. Um, that's what I would say.